Hello, welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm exploring the question, why is the Bible's word so comforting? When times are good and nothing bad is happening to us at present, we can take anything, any philosophy, any biblical doctrine, in our, in, in our leisure time, we can discuss it. We can mull over it every minute. We can look at every minute detail. Just check Twitter. This kind of discussion is okay in the case of biblical doctrine. The Lord does give us time to examine the details, and it's good to go deep. But when tragedy comes, we don't have time or maybe the mental or emotional ability for close examination and hyper-detailed discussions over tiny threads of doctrine. We can't pay attention. Our emotions are roiling, and we're consumed with the emergency or the tragedy or the issue happening in our life. Take an example of the Titanic sinking. If I was in the water and someone threw me a life ring, I would not stop to discuss whether it was made of fiberglass or polyurethane or cotton. I wouldn't have a discussion in the water with the next survivor over the fact that the life ring is round and should be square. I would simply grab it and cling to it. And in the same way, when tragedy comes, or difficulty, or persecution, we run to the Bible. We don't study it. We don't mull over the lexicon and different word definitions. We don't read the parallel verses or study the overview of the writer and his audience and the message purpose. You just read it. So how does just reading the Bible help when tragedy strikes? Well, the Bible is a supernatural book. It's from heaven. It is not just words on the page. It is a heavenly sent, spirit-breathed, God-inspired book. One definition of the doctrine of inspiration states of the Bible, quote, it is God superintending human authors so that using their own individual personalities, experiences, thought processes, and vocabularies, they composed and recorded without error his revelation in the original copies of scripture. That's an end quote. Quote from Grace to You, Sermon Library, The Doctrine of Scripture. Thus, the words of God pierce the soul, sometimes in ways we can't articulate, but nonetheless it speaks truth to us. Now, here is an example of that. Some years ago now, I was teaching first and second grades on Wednesday nights at church. I had a good-sized group of six- and seven-year-olds, mostly boys, active boys, It never fails to impress me and the other ladies in the room, though, 
how the children got still to hear the Bible lesson. Anyway, as we got ready this particular night to start the lesson, one thing that I insisted the kids had to do was bring their own Bibles and open them themselves to the page from which the curriculum was to be taught. Because their fine motor skills were immature, they had a hard time doing this. And it took a few minutes to get all 12 kids opened up to the right page and their finger pointing to the right verse. And some kids you know, got there faster than others. Now I had one second grade boy who had turned to the verse very quickly and he was able to read pretty well. And the verse that night was from Psalm 100, one to five, which says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Well, the boy reread that first line by himself in a quiet voice, and I was watching him and I was listening. He read quietly, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And then he stopped. He played with his shoelace for a minute, and he was quiet. And then he whispered out loud to no one in particular, he said, I like that. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. This is why reading the Bible on days of national tragedy or personal stress can help us. Mark 10:15 says, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. What happened was, in my the way I interpreted it, was the boy allowed the spirit to apply truth and beauty to his heart. He let the holy inspired words wash over him and rest there. With no art ability to articulate why it had blessed him, but he understood it was a blessing and he acknowledged it. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. To me, this means not a joy we manufacture or feel on our own, but the joy in Jesus that the Spirit brings forth to us through his word. I don't see supernatural things in the world today like the ancient people did. I don't see rivers drying up or Red Sea parting or a plague of frogs raining down. But I do see the supernatural. This boy accepting with joy and peace the truth of the spirit-inspired word to his heart and soul was 
a visible supernatural event of the spirit's work, work of comfort. In the trying times, race to the Bible. The spirit wants to comfort you. Let him. Read it as if it is the Titanic's life ring surrounding your body, buoying you up over the cold waters that try to swamp you. Because it is. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.